0: What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David, St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speaks Show, guys. I'm your host, Yahabi St. Clair. Now, guys, I'm sitting here with a very special guest. Better enough to call this guest a friend, I am sitting here with Shay Stone, animator, author, motivator, influencer, but better yet, friend first, Shay.
1: What's up?
0: How are we doing today?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing, I'm doing really well. How about you?
0: You know what? You know, I, I see the shirt and, you know, I'm trying to be better than who I was yesterday. And, right. yo, that, that's it. Be better than you. I want to talk about go. it. I want to jump right into the book. You know, you know we're, we're hearing that the book is on the way, Shay. Tell For us sure. you know, about yourself. How did you get started in writing? How did you find your passion? And just pretty much everything else.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, well, <clears throat> for, the, for probably most of my adult life, well, not probably, for sure, most of my adult life, I've been an animator. Uh, and that's something I've always wanted to do since I was a child. You know, I've always wanted to be an animator for a feature film or just a reputable company in general. And so that's what I've been. So thankfully, I've been blessed to do that uh, for all of my life at this point. But uh, for the last couple of years, I've actually transitioned into writing and uh, coaching. Which is which is has been interesting to say the least, and um, honestly, very rewarding as well. You know, because I think it's I think it's interesting because when you do something like animation, right, and when you're in that field and you're working on movies and you have the comparability, you build a lifestyle. You know, you're making good money and stuff like that. It's easy to you know get comfortable, right? It's easy to say, okay, this is enough. I've succeeded. I've you know I fulfilled my dream. I can just do this for the rest of my life and you know just kind of coast on on that end. Um, and I've kind of given up all of that to, you know, pretty much start at the base camp, right? So, so writing and coaching, they're both new to me, but they both encompass my, what's been my life's work for ever. Uh, so it's been an easy transition, uh, but it's been interesting as well. So that's, that's pretty much the, the juice.
0: The juice more so like on the writing. I like telling stories is, is one thing, getting into it and also overbreaking the hurdle of writer's block. Right? Right. I just finished writing a book. Everyone knows about that. But you're in the process. And we, like, for everyone now that's not listening, it's weird because I have to get everyone up to speed with our relationship, right? Right, So in the last conversation we had, you know, we talked on the book. We talked about the whole process in writing. So which is really interesting. I really wanted to pick your brain on just, like, the little things that you're learning (laughs) about yourself from the author-writer perspective.
1: Right. Yeah, that's uh that's that's interesting every single day. You know, yeah. um, I I learn I've I've learned so much about myself and I think it's uh and I don't think it's that I didn't know about myself. I think it's uh it's more of an articulation scenario, right? And I think we've talked about that before. It's like this when you're writing because my book is it's not really storytelling. It's it's more of uh teaching or just sharing, I'll I'll say because I don't want to assume that people don't know that's something that's in the book. Um but it's just sharing what my life work has been and how I operate, you know, on a mental level and how you know, uh just being an intellectual and using the higher faculties of my mind and stuff like that on a daily basis, it become natural for me. But the thing is, it's been natural for me for so long that writing the book, it's been insanely hard trying to articulate how you operate on a daily basis. Right. Um, Because you, you, you do stuff and you know, and you've experienced it and everyone's experienced it where, you know, somebody says, Oh, how do you do that? Or how do you, you know, how do you know what to do when you work out or, you know, whatever the case is. And you're like, I don't know, I just do it. You know, so to get to that point where you're writing a book and you're like, all right, well, I have to explain this in a way where people fully understand it. People who don't know me, right. Uh, can understand where I'm actually coming from and to be able to look within yourself and articulate that, like that mental process that you do subconsciously, right. To articulate what you're doing on a subconscious level is extremely hard. Um, it's, and it's, it's fun as well. Uh, but that's been the biggest challenge and it's still a biggest challenge.
0: You know, I- when you say it's like, it, I feel like it's a, definitely an everyday challenge. One thing that I was faced with with the book, I had to break out of the mentality. Of, okay, I'm not writing anymore. Right? It's like, you're an actress. You're an actor. You're getting ready for this big movie. You know, you guys have been shooting for about a year and a half, two years. But you're right. not that character anymore. So for me, it's like, damn, like, I, would w- I was so used to waking up 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to write. I'm not doing that anymore. But now right. I'm up 4 or 5 a.m., I got to put this energy in the training or, or, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So I don't, you know, as far as just the way people view you and the perception for me, I was a fitness professional before I tapped into all of this. You, you were an animator. So it's like, okay, my viewpoint, Shay, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Cause I think I met you, we met back in 2018. Right. I think back, back in 2018, which is like, yeah. damn, time flies. That's right. crazy.
1: I know, man.
0: <laughs> that is, cr- I feel like I just met you. That's,
1: seriously, man. Like it's been two years already. That's, that's insane,
0: and it's it, yeah. it's legit. It, that's legit what it's been. And when I when I met you, you were in the animation, of course. Mm-hmm. Obviously, still in. So as I view you now and watch from the outside in, watching you transition from animator, writer, author, it's like, oh shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's really cool from the outside in because yeah. I was already fitness professional, writer. Then everyone's still viewing me as that. So so this would actually leads me right to my next question Mm -hmm. so you know exactly where I'm getting this. How do you break out of that? The transition of going from animator to writer? Is it you're still the same person? Do you learn to shed a little here just to take on a little bit more here?
1: Yeah. It's, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you talk about writer and coaching and, you know, being an author and stuff like that, it's like, you you you, miss, you mentioned animation, right? You miss, mentioned animation after that. It, it seems like it's kind of far-fetched. Right. Um, uh, but I think the crazy thing is, is that animation is a big part of, uh, why I do what I, how I'm able to do what I do. Right. It, it's a big part of coaching. It's a big part of writing. Um, and it's a big part of what I do because, uh, to be an animator, you have to, uh, you have, to understand the, you have to understand things on a psychological level, right? Uh, you have to yeah. understand physics, you have to understand how to read people, you have to understand body language, right? You have to understand how to be somebody else and be in somebody else's shoes, right? So you have to be empathetic. And uh, so those are very key traits of being a good animator. And for me in particular, you know, um, my animation skills were more so on acting, right? Um, that's kind of wh- how I was known in my industry as an, more so as an acting animator. Uh, so. That is, that's conducive to coaching and it's conducive to writing, right, and helping people because I'm able to put myself in your shoes and, and help you um, instead of trying to help you as if it was me, right, because it's not me. Uh, so I think animation is a, is a big role. And um, because of what you have to understand to be an animator, you have to understand those things to be a writer and to be a coach as well.
0: Absolutely. So I'm just going to jump to this point. So you, would see so you would see something that, obviously, the blind eye can't see. I Mm -hmm. have no background whatsoever in animation, so if I were to make a cartoon, you would see it probably a million things you could definitely pick apart. Because, right, right, that's your profession, that's your background, that's more so your niche. With me, it's like, hmm, I don't know what I'm doing. So, with writing, did you feel that way at first when you first started, or was more so like, okay, like, oh, like, easy, the story just tells itself with the (laughs) the
1: experience. No, I with writing, I I started off not knowing what the hell no, I, I, yeah, I would write. And, uh, and I, I think uh, what we talked about before the articulation process, I didn't pick that up until after I started rewriting the book, to be honest with you. I wrote the whole book, um, you know, in a in past and I was going to publish it, you know, and thank God I went back to reading one of the chapters, you know, after a certain hiatus. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, no, this is, this, this won't cut it. Right. Because I, as I was reading it, I felt like I was leaving, leaving things behind. Like, I felt like I was talking as if, you should already know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, so rereading it um, kind of helped me understand that, no, you can't do that, right? So I think that was the... And at the time, it really wasn't a challenge. Like I said, I was just going with it. So it seemed like I was I was just fine because I was just kind writing of out, writing out my own thoughts. So the book was very fine if it was a diary, you know, or something that only I had to understand. Um, but because it wasn't, that's what made me rewrite it and articulate uh, much better.
0: One thing I love about you, Shay, is you're very uh what's the word i would definitely say adventurous right since i've met you 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 transitioned into doing this you moved here right you've moved here and just just watching you from the outside again from the outside like it's really it's really really inspiring knowing mm. that people can't box you in i'm pretty sure people are like oh why don't you just stick with this oh why don't yeah. you stick with that right it, it's it's annoying that, like when you experience it at first when you know your friends and your peers see you transitioning hey like okay you're tapping into these waters you're accustomed to doing this everyone knows you for this right you could be great at multiple different things right the rock mm-hmm. was a wrestler first now he's right. on um xfl so mm-hmm. to see people transition and watch you evolve that's inspiring what has what i really to like i want to like chime back in and like go back to the nitty beginning back to animation okay. what was the first thing that you drew do you I don't even remember. It's random, uh, but I want to know.
1: If if I had to, as far as back as I can remember, the first thing I drew was Beast from Beauty and the Beast.
0: What do you remember at that moment? Like what? Like what? What, what sparked it there?
1: Uh, well, my my brother used to draw. When uh, when we were kids. So, so, and at the time, you know, big brother, big sister, you know, you want to be just like them and do whatever they do, right? So that's kind of how it started. So he would draw and then I would try to draw and then he stopped drawing and I just kept drawing. I stuck with it, you know? So I would try to, I I wouldn't draw the same things he drew, but I would draw like Disney characters and stuff. I love Disney movies, you know? So when I saw Lion King, Lion King was pretty much a staple for me. Aladdin was a staple for me. Um, And Toy Story, that's, that's when it hit. Right. When Toy Story came out, I was like, all right, I got to do that. I was like, I don't know what that is. I didn't understand animator and all that kind of stuff. I was way too young. Like I said, I was about eight years old at this time, Uh, but I knew I wanted to do that you know, so Toy Story was it for me, but uh, yeah, I would just keep drawing Disney characters, I would play a Barbies a lot, and you know, it sounds crazy, but I would play Barbies just for an imagination purposes, and processing purposes, right, um, I would observe, you know, the world around me, I've always been an observant child, and I would use Barbies as a way to process the things that I've observed, I would reenact situations with Barbies, right, um, but it was a processing mode for me, and, uh, and and it's just grown, and grown, and grown, and it's just something I've studied forever, and I'm going to continue to study, and that's why I've kind of transitioned into this,
0: to watch, to watch you transition is dope. I love to jump back to the point that, like, sparked everything. Right? Like, what, yeah. No, yeah like, what sorry, like, I get off topic. No, I know you're good. I, I want to know. No. I, because if there's a domino, there's always a domino effect to everything. So what right. flickered that first domino? And for you, it goes all the way back there. And to watch it just snowball into something that, like, I, I can't even say we imagine at this point because you might expect exceed your expectations as far as just what you imagine behind the book behind the story Mm -hmm. behind just anything as far as just coaching and everything else staying Mm -hmm. innovative right now is extremely important obviously with covid and everything else going on right how easy was it for you would you say easy of course or did you find some challenge or resistance as far as just switching remotely and you know being quarantined in
1: no no no, um, I haven't. I haven't had any transition uh, with with COVID, honestly. Um, if any, I mean, just traveling. You know, if I like I said, being adventurous on a physical, you know, physical level, just going out and doing whatever I want to do, can't do that anymore. But uh, no, unfortunately, you know, I was I was taking care of my mom. She was sick, you know, for a long time, uh, so I was kind of quarantined before the quarantine happened. So there was no transition for me when, when COVID happened. Um, if anything, it's made it even better, to be honest, because uh, it gives me the ability to focus, right, and uh, really figure out what I want to do. Because if, you know, if the gates were open, who knows where we'd be, right? A lot of people are focusing right now and, and getting the time to do everything they've been wanting to do or and even just think, right? <laughs> uh, just think about what they want to do uh, with the COVID. Because if we didn't have COVID, we'd be loose cannons right now. We wouldn't be doing half the things that we're doing. So. Um, but as far as transitioning
0: now, there wasn't no transition phase for me. You, you said without COVID, there, we wouldn't be doing as half as what we're doing. I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. I heard this lyric, I think from Russ, direction's more important than speed.
1: Right.
0: Like that is just like- Totally agree with that. Powerful, right? Mm-hmm. So when going back to, again, it's so, I want to say it's weird for the outside listening because- in my mind, I'm like chiming off of based on the last conversation that we had. And one of the right, things right, that you right. told me that that stuck with me was like, oh, you said something. And, and like, you're definitely one of the people, you're one of the people, too, where it's like, I, someone could do the smallest thing for you. And it's like, boom, and it's the yeah. biggest thing. So you right. told me or, something. You was like, oh, well, do you feel that, you know, you're taking on too much? You said something yeah. like that. It's something in right. like context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what make, makes me go back to the saying of, oh, you know, the saying you try to catch two rabbits at once, you know, how many rabbits do you catch? You end up catching none. So I took that little gem and like really evaluated what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Looking back at, um, you know, just speaking with you based on the last time we talked and I'm like, okay, the book's done. Um, we conversed, we talked about podcasts, we talked about, uh, storytelling, we talked about writing, we touched on a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, balance. Like you hit me. Like the second you said that, I'm like, oh, I already know what question I'm gonna ask you next time I see you. (laughs) I want to talk to you about balance. How do you find the balance? Because I have something called workaholic tendencies, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like okay, I feel like I did enough. I did eight hours here. Right. Doesn't feel like enough. So how do you find that balance?
1: Um, I think it's there's two things, I guess. Uh, one, one is I used to be that, I used to be that way too. Like I used to be a dabbler, right. I I would, I want to do that. I want to do, I want to do this. I want to do an online store. I want to animate. I want to get into stocks. I want to write. I want to, you know, I want to do all these things, you know, and, and I would try to do them right. And I did that for years, you know, just tapping in and and learning about these things all at the same time, learning about a bunch of stuff all at the same time. It wasn't doing, it wasn't doing anything for me. Like it wasn't giving me any results. Yeah. It, it helped me familiarize myself with certain things, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. Like I knew that. Right. And uh, it doesn't matter what I did. You know, you can't get to one, you can't get to one, uh, you know, you can't go one direction, Think of you know, with four different, you know, uh, four different motives. Right. Uh, so I think for me, it was just starting focusing on one thing at a time. Right. So, so for instance, with this, with this book, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing any more animation. Like I've completely, you know, fallen off the radar with that. I have no idea what's going on in the animation industry at this point. You know, I can figure it out very quickly, but I'm just not in in that space. You know, um, anything, any other business ventures I have, I'm not in that space. It's just, I
0: want to, I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to stop you right there because like you hit a point like, yo, I'm, I'm not there. Why?
1: I'm not
0: aware. Like you you said, as far as like taking a break from animation,
1: you know, Mm.
0: you're going like, but you would know right away what's going on. I wouldn't like, why?
1: why would i break
0: away from it yeah like what like i want, like why
1: yeah uh what do you mean like just as far as like just not being an animator right now or just, yeah
0: yeah I mean, as far as just like what made you because i felt the same way the reason why right. i'm asking that is i felt yeah, the same okay. exact way about fitness same yeah no, i know where way. you're going now
1: sorry yeah, yeah yeah so uh yeah i i think it's uh it's just where where my passion is at that right now right and uh and not only just my passion, you know, it's it's what I feel like my purpose is too, right? And and it's and it's crazy because it feels like I'm circling because this is you know this is where I started mentally as a child, right? I started in this observation mode and I was always kind of you know studying and then it switched over and and it's crazy how I've cycled through. I, I I've I've completed a circle because now it's like I went through animation. It's like I had to go through animation because of what it helped me helped me expand it expanded who I already was, right? Animation just took it to a deeper level where so it's like, hot damn, and it's like, so now I'm back, so now I'm like, okay, now I need to just go back to studying, right, and and helping, and I feel like that's my, my purpose to be honest with you, I never, I don't think I've ever felt like animation was my purpose, it was my passion and it was my dream, you know, uh, it's what I wanted, but it's not what I needed to do, if that makes sense. Uh,
0: any- that makes tons of sense, because okay. I, that's how I feel about fitness, and mm-hmm. we connected through there, and at the time, I was doing right. that, you was doing animation, so for us to right. boom, okay. connect, and we're talking right in we're on a podcast platform now. Two right. years later, you really, you really never know.
1: Mm-mm. Like you, like, yeah. No, it's it's pretty crazy to know that we are we're kind of we were going on down the same track, and we, we started off on just completely different terrains, right? And
0: and God bless Kobe Bryant, man. Because another thing oh, is yeah. me and Shay like diehard Laker fans, so we connected from there. So
1: yeah, no, that, yeah, that was yeah, exactly. The, I, uh,
0: definitely, uh, don't want to go off guard with that, but the reason right, why no, sure. the reason why I mentioned that was. Um, we found, I found common ground with you then we connected from the basketball standpoint. Mm-hmm. When, obviously when Kobe Bryant passed, that touched us in a different way. Right. But Dear Basketball was something I've been thinking about, right? With Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant, he wrote Dear Basketball. And how I was handling the grieving process was so, it was so tough. I'm not gonna lie. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah, it was nah, definitely sure. tough. Yeah. It was really hard because it's like, you know, you watch your super, like you watch your superhero, Right. Just go, and I, that one hurt.
1: Yeah,
0: that one definitely hurt. But yeah, I was, remember Gary Moder, immortal. Uh,
1: yeah. immortal. Sorry, yeah.
0: I remember just like you know watching like highlight clips of you know his interviews. He's talking about deer basketball. He's talking about you know the art of storytelling. Kobe Bryant's mm-hmm. talking about storytelling, storytelling, storytelling.
1: Right. And
0: I remember this quote. My mentor told me this quote, and this was like a couple months ago. He was like, "Yeah, hobby. Uh, do not let pain go to waste." Right. So mm. whatever you you feeling? Don't let that pain go to waste. So right. I made sure I'm like, OK, Kobe's gone. I got to do something with it. I was just so I'm like, you know what? Let me write more. And that's All when right. I really pressed out Sweats to Suits. I know you touched on something before. I like obviously this was not in the question, but it's how do you react to pain? How do you respond to pain and in, in moments like that in those dark times? Yeah, uh,
1: That's an <laughs> interesting question. Um, you know, I've always kind of felt, I've always kind of been a stoic, you know, in, in, in many ways where, you know, it's easy for me to remain calm under chaos, right, and I think it's because I've realized at a very young age that reacting or overreacting, um, having knee-jerk reactions to situations uh, that are overwhelming doesn't help the situation, right, so uh, just understanding that, I don't need to, like, for me, there, there's no deep underlying, secret or anything like that it's just that's the case you know reacting or panicking or anything like that freaking out that doesn't help the situation right you think about it and understand and try to wrap your head around it and face it right and uh and process it and for me like when Colby passed uh yeah that was that was really tough and for me honestly I was already in a tough place (laughs) you know uh with my mom being sick so it was just like holy moly like that's that's insane and I don't know if it, I don't, I don't know if the pain helps me, uh, like, like you said, you know, you were like, Oh, don't let that pain go to waste. And I think that's incredibly important and, and an awesome, awesome quote. Uh, but for me, it didn't help me like, Oh, I want to do a bunch of stuff now. You know, everybody, everybody grieves differently. But for me, I think it was just more of a love thing, to be honest with you. Right. It was just like, and it was more of a, like I said, just understanding that that we're all going to go sometime, right, and I think a lot of times we live life as if other people die, and we don't, right, and uh, so I think it was just, it just gave me a level of introspection, like, and just gave me more gratitude um, as far as processing that, um, but it didn't, uh, like, motivate me to, you know, do as much as Kobe Bryant did or anything like that. Um, um, but yeah that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it i just try to face it and process it and just have gratitude and uh, figure out how to deal with the emotions more so than trying to keep myself busy trying to you know ignore it or you know release it as, as energy which is good
0: absolutely you know you don't you don't want to one thing you don't want to do is i want to say idolize your energy as far as just like not do anything at all the well you don't want to suppress have. it either right absolutely
1: Right. So, I mean, once you suppress your energy, I mean, that it, we have to express the things that, that happens in our mind, right? We, we get energy constantly to and through every single day, every single moment of our lives, even now, you know, and whatever we're feeling, whatever energy that comes within our bodies, you know, we, we, we reason with it and things like that. And we have to, whatever ever has to be expressed, right? Right. And, uh, and once you express it, then, you know, you can, you can live and, and be in a comfortable emotional state and, and a comfortable well-being. Uh, but if you suppress it, right and that's how we get into things like anxiety and depression and you know we get into a negative emotional state so like you said however you do it it's fine as long as you're expressing whatever that is
0: so let's talk about it i want to talk about anxiety right i want to i want to chime in on i want to definitely chime in on anxiety and depression um uh, look, definitely anxiety and depression now, especially with. <laughs> I
1: didn't the, think that's you know, where we're going in this conversation. Today. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm
0: definitely gonna latch. I got to latch to I got to latch to those two, especially now. Uh, you know, with the recent pandemic across the world. You know, there was the you know the Black Lives Matter riots and, and you know all of that <laughs> going around the world. Um, these last few months, one of the things that I've noticed, well for me was just right away after the, like the whole George Floyd thing was, I was honestly yeah. experiencing this anxiety of. You know me going outside right right and like like wait a minute hold on you know what i'm saying like yeah but i had to get out of that right so all of a sudden and this is as of recent like this is probably like like five maybe like four or five weeks ago you know okay. i'm it's been maybe like a month and a half i'm outside i'm like this
1: oh yeah it's,
0: like it's like it's weird right so mm. i'm learning how to, obviously, it's either handle that anxiety, suppress it, whatever the case may be, of just going back outside, right? right. We got so accustomed to being quarantined in. We've right. been here since March, bro! Yeah, I know, right? Yes. I hate it, dude. So Shay, what I'm trying to learn is like, I'm like, damn, like, there's so many different, there's the internal, there's the external, right. and there's the controllables and the non-controllables. So for you, how do you handle, I know you definitely touched on, you know, the pain, but how, and in, in times where, you know, you're faced with a big project, you know, you have the book coming out, you have other projects on the way, of course. But there is the outside world. Obviously, we can't control what Trump says, right? right. We can't control right. riots and this, that, and the third. How do you respond to that? Do you have, like, that net where you could go to? Or it's like, mm. <clears throat>
1: um, You know, that's, that's tough for me because, um, like I said, I try to protect... You know, my my mind as much as possible. You know, um, and keep it in a stable state, a uh, positive state. Um, and when I say positive, I don't mean I'm just you know gassing myself up. You know, and pretending certain things are happening that are not, or vice versa. Um, but I but I understand who I am, and I understand that I need a certain level of mental stability. And there's a process of how to Maintain that. So, uh, what's going on in the world is is huge, and especially you know for people like us. And with everything that's already going on, uh, like you said, with projects and things like that, even personal matters and stuff. Uh, it, yeah, it gets really tough to to, to focus, right? All you know, a hundred percent. But for me, I've been on this pattern for so long, um, where I'm trying to figure out how to. I don't emotionally involve myself in anything that's going to put me in a negative emotional state as much as possible, okay so so with that being said, I don't ignore the things that are happening on the outside um, instead I like I said I, I notice it and I learn about it and I process it and then I'm back I, I switch back right and uh, and in the meantime, as I switch back to what I need to be doing with my own life, um, I find opportunities like this where we can talk or we can talk about it or that I can express my feelings about the matter, you know, before I, before I actually make the shift and that way I deal with it. And then it's, you know, and it's back and it's back to it. Unfortunately, like with, with stuff with George Floyd, like that, that actually hit me pretty hard. Like that was, that was, (laughs) that was ridiculous, dude. And, uh, and I remember talking to my buddy about it for probably like three hours, you know, after, after I heard about it and, uh, but at the same time, it's like I you can, you could obsess yourself about it. I know a lot of people do, and and it's just a, like you said, everybody deals with things differently, right? Um, but at the end of the day, in my mind, I I I can I can obsess about it, I can stress about it, you know, about that situation, and and, uh, and situations like that, but it, it's not going to do anything for me, you know. And it sounds kind of selfish, I guess, um, but we we can really get into a if I think about, and not even just George Floyd, if I just think about us, right, if I just think about my own um, uh, safety when I walk out of my house, you know what I'm saying, and it's something that I have to worry about, right, all the time, uh, I can drain myself, right, on an energetic level, it's just like, and I, I, can, I can send myself into depression if I think about it long enough, right, So, so knowing that, I think it's important not to, right? Uh, people are handling it. Things are getting handled. Uh, you know, processes are happening. I mean, you can do whatever you can do uh, in the privacy of your own life uh, to make sure that you're spreading the word and spreading awareness to other people, you know, without it ruining your own psyche.
0: I mean, def- definitely uh, emotionally detaching yourself from a scenario like that. I mean, it's definitely hard to, it's extremely hard. Right. To. It's hard to
1: and it, and it seems and it seems incredibly selfish to us it's because it's like oh something big is going on that's bigger than you I'm like you're absolutely right but uh at the same time nothing's bigger than you right so uh that, that's that's the mindset that we have to go in and, and it's and it's struggling at times because you know like I said you know uh you don't want to be that way but at the same time you have to be that way and you have to know when to make that cut you know, and that's, that's, a, that's a big part of, I mean, even how people deal with problems in general, you know, you have to know, like, and, it, and, it's, and it's another testament to, uh, to animation as well, you know, because animation, you're never done, right, and that's, that's how it is in the creative mode, you know, in any creative medium, writing or uh, anything like that, you know, you're never really done, you, but you have to understand when it's done, right, uh, you have to understand when it's okay, right, to, to shift into something, something else, all right, it's time to do another project, right, uh, one of my professors used to say, you can't polish shit. You know, so, uh, and his meaning was not that it is shit all the time, but it is what it is, right? And it doesn't matter how much you, you know, paint clear and air polish on it, it's, nothing's going to happen, right? It's going to still be the same, and you just, you got you to get rid of it, and you got when to know when you shift your focus back. So with animation, uh, that's, that's a really big thing, is understanding when the shot is done, no matter how much better you think you can make it, right? And it's the same thing of how we deal with our problems and how we deal with situations that happen outside of us, like, you know, uh, BLM or violence or any kind of any kind of other violence that that's happening in the world politics, you know, you have to know what is cut. Right. And yes, sure. If somebody wants to call you selfish for doing that, that's fine. But that's an important role in making sure that we're, you know, uh, fulfilled and stay mentally stable and, and, you know, continue to be the leaders of our lives and understand who we are.
0: It's like protecting protecting your energy from yourself in a sense.
1: Right. Yeah. Right?
0: Sure. In, in some cases, you know, we are our worst enemies. Mm-hmm. Right you know exactly what you're strong at, but you also know your weaknesses as well. Right. So I just, I was telling my client you this yesterday because he said something in a joking and matter. I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm gonna leave you with this quote. Don't underestimate your strengths and don't underestimate your weaknesses. Because I'm right. strong in a lot of areas, but, right. my, weakness, but my weaknesses could take me out oh, like that. Yes. Like That's no right. one can take me out, but my, what,
1: me? Your or? weaknesses, yeah, not for sure. Absolutely. Your weaknesses are your triggers, right? Your weaknesses uh, defined you, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, because your weaknesses, uh, like I said, it's, it's your trigger point. And once we're triggered, many of us, we're, we're in a reactive state. You know, we're not thinking anymore, right? So conscious, our consciousness and all that kind of stuff, now we're just acting based on our paradigms, right, which is just our habits. This is just what we do. We're in a reactive state. We're not, we're not making any decisions, right? So your weaknesses, yeah, like, you can't underestimate them. You have to, you have to understand your weaknesses more than you understand your strengths because, like I said, because when shit goes south you have to make sure you don't either. Like, you don't go with it, right? Uh, so, so, yeah, no, I, I, completely, uh, I completely agree with you. Understanding your triggers and what gets you into a reactive state and gets you acting out of your mind or thinking out of your mind is more important than, you know, relishing in what you're good at.
0: One of the things that you definitely did, you honestly, you, you kind of exposed a couple of uh, things for me, like, as far as just my weaknesses, right? Accepting criticism without feeling offended. You're the first person I presented my cartoon with, right? (laughs) I'm like, I think this was like a year and a half ago, two years. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I presented my cartoon. I wrote up a couple of episodes and a couple of scripts. And um, I had to learn how to take your criticism without feeling offended. And Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is what I... I rather... Then, like, honestly, two years later, I seen the value from it.
1: Right.
0: Right? Because I'd rather you tell me this... Than me on Front Street with something that makes absolutely no sense, right? Exactly. So I had to look at that and my, like, okay, that's a weak area for me, right? Why do I feel away if someone's critiquing my work? Right? Right. I want my work to be critiqued in some ways, right. right? Absolutely, we want our work to get critiqued. I'm stepping in shallow waters. I don't know, like, you know, this is foreign words to me to begin with. So mm-hmm. from the writer's perspective, am I, like, okay, how could I become better? But I needed to understand your mindset. And this goes back to what you just said maybe 10 minutes ago from the animation standpoint from your mindset. So I overthought that one so bad. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yo, Shay, you sure? And it had me, and it had me, yo, Shay, I kid you not, I can't make this up. You had me really, I really, I was at a point where I was questioning, is this good enough? Right. Am I good enough? Good. Can I actually like write out a cartoon? What do you mean good? Yeah, yeah. I know good. But, oh, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, but what I'm saying is, like, the criticism, the little criticism that you gave made me question why, like, why did I start to feel insecure the, the second I, I felt the critique, right? Mm-hmm. So you really helped me dig. And that's what I – it goes back to what I said. It's the littlest things subconsciously that you don't think you're doing that you honestly do the most for people. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to give you the flowers on that. But also, how do you – how do you accept that criticism without feeling offended from your end?
1: Uh, it has nothing
0: to do with you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. But and
1: that's, right,
0: yeah. that, that's honestly it. And, and one thing I realized, I'm like, yo, you're absolutely right. This is not about me. No. And it, I had to go back to the drawing board because your hobby two years ago was completely different. I had no idea who my target audience was, right? right. What's the passion for it now? My dog just died this year, right? Mm. She had cancer. My cartoon's officially dedicated to her. It's a cartoon for that. Now it has a little bit more, you know, it has that firepower behind it. It has a little bit more passion and spark behind it. So now I could start brand new Scratch because there's a little Mm -hmm. bit more oomph that I could actually pull into it. So before I was just kind of like throwing something at you and it was really special for anyone that's like, of course, listening in. I met Shay back in 2018 when I was working at Lifetime Athletic. But one thing you don't know, Shay, I actually met, um, I believe her name is Nancy White, if I'm not mistaken. I met this writer, because you know how it is in Westchester. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I met this writer. She used to work for the um, Magic School Bus cartoon, and she like okay. wrote out a couple episodes. Oh,
1: nice, yeah. You know
0: about the tennis courts? Like, you know how they had the tennis courts yeah, over yeah, there yeah. in the corner? Right,
1: right. Uh uh-huh.
0: yeah, yeah. We had, like, you know how they had the complimentary session? Uh, yeah. I was giving everyone a complimentary session. So we sat down and this woman's like, like 90, 90, 95, 96. Hey, hey. I, hopefully she's still here. God, like I'm not trying to sound funny. Right. But you know, this woman, like, we chopped it up, and she was just like just talking about
1: stories.
0: Oh, just like that stories. And that that's what sparked it. That's when I met you. I legit met you two weeks man. after that.
1: Right.
0: I met you two weeks after I that's think
1: crazy,
0: I think you was trying to do. I think it was like a fitness challenge or something like that. You uh, started working out. Yeah. You was leaning up too. Yeah, Tell us yeah, about yeah. that, Shay. Tell us about your health and fitness. Yeah,
1: no, for I sure. see you though. Come on. Hey, yeah, hey. Hey, yeah, man. Hey, listen, I'm trying to come back, man. <laughs> it's, it, it's been it's been rough. Uh it's been rough lately, but it's coming back for sure. Uh I've actually been juicing for like the last couple of days as well, just trying to trying to get down a little bit. But uh, nah, my health and fitness is it, crazy. It started, it started about four uh five years ago at this point. And, uh, and it's crazy because I used to be super unhealthy, man, like super duper, like just, I was, I was much bigger, you know, Um, and then I also used to smoke cigarettes. I used to eat like crazy, you know, and it was just really bad. And then uh, back in 2014. Uh, my dad passed right and and everything just got worse from there like so i was smoking even more i was drinking a lot of beer i wasn't doing much i was just you know just kind of in it right just uh, not at no activity level or nothing like that and it just got even worse so i think i hit my heaviest uh during during that stage and uh and it was really tough and then luckily uh once my once my dad actually passed uh what happened was the day before he passed i was in walmart okay and i was there getting him some shirts or whatever he wanted at the time And I slipped, I slipped in Walmart, like uh, there was a puddle and I slipped on it. And the way I went down, I went down so slowly, but I went down like trying to make sure I don't go down. So my knee did some weird stuff as I was actually falling, right? Uh, and it was like a weird slow fall. Definitely weird. But anyway, so, uh, so, you know, long story short, you know, I talked to, you know, Walmart and all this other stuff and I wasn't working at the time. And, you know, and then my dad ended up passing. So I'm like, oh, now I don't even have time to deal with this right now. Right. Um, so what ended up happening is because I didn't have time to deal with it as far as Walmart and going to the hospital or going to see the doctor and all this other stuff, I had to deal with my dad. So my knee just got actually worse. So it it actually really, uh, it, it swelled up like crazy. You know, it got to a point where I couldn't extend it. Right. And uh, and if I would sit static for a little while, um, I couldn't stand up like it was just some weird something weird happened to it. And I'm not sure exactly yet. But the moral of the story is that was my pretty much uh, initiation into health and fitness because I didn't have insurance at the time. I wasn't working or anything like that. Uh, but I knew I, I remember sitting on my stairs crying, thinking, damn, I'm only 25 and I'm never going to like be able to like walk normally again. Like my knee and like now my knees just messed up for the rest of my life. And I was just like, nah, that ain't that ain't going to happen. Right. Uh, So I just got like on this crazy binge to like, I started researching health and fitness and like what what it was. It all was dedicated to my knee at first. And then it just expanded, it just blossomed from there. Like, and honestly, this knee is complete, like it's 100% healed. And it's been like that for, for ages. It's actually my better knee, which is pretty crazy. But um, that was my introduction into health and fitness. And on top of that, uh, I I actually used to get sick, like every single month, like my immune system was completely garbage. You can bank that I was going to get sick every month. It didn't matter what was, what was happening. And I think now, uh, well, I think now, uh, I don't even remember the last time I was sick, you know? So, uh, pushing myself into health and fitness because of what happened with my knee has been a little game changer for me, for sure. And of course, when I met you, that's when, uh, I was kind of reaching that peak.
0: No, you, oh, you were definitely, you were definitely, (laughs) I, I swear, I swear I caught you at the right time too. Um, Yo, just with health and fitness, I'm just now getting back into it myself. So yeah, right. I feel this like entire new respark. Say I feel great. I'm not eating red meat. Nah, you I look feel, amazing, dude. Yo, I feel good. good I, I feel really good. I'm oh, you yeah. know, I'm only weighing one thirty nine. Like I'm at one thirty nine oh, really? right now. Yeah, I got Dang a little. I, yo, I got a bike off. I bought a bike off of Amazon. I'm up yeah. every morning, five a.m. doing my 30, 40 minutes. Oh, I yeah. and, I, see you, I roll my bike out on the deck. I yeah. do something and I'm good. I don't even, um. my style of training is different now. Obviously, I don't have the access to the weights. You know, the gyms are closed. Right, so, right, I'm right. just doing a little calisthenic routine, a little cardio in the morning. How are you able to keep up with, you know, with your routine, with your projects, with everything else? Are you still, you know, managing that consistency as far as just training, even at home?
1: Right. So, yeah. So, when I, when I moved into this house, I actually uh, built a gym in the garage. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on now. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> hold on now. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. To... Right,
1: right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. No, I gotta. <laughs> no, I gotta jump down. So, I gotta jump downstairs. Uh, so, yeah, I try to. Uh, I try to make time for that as much as possible. I'm not. I'm not on any uh, strict, you know, schedule or anything like that. I just go down there and hit it, you know, uh, when I get time. Because right now, the book is honestly focusing in general right now is pretty tough for me. Like I said, you know, there's the personal things that I'm, I'm processing and stuff like that. So focusing in general is pretty tough. Uh, so the book is the most important thing for me to finish right now. So, you know, I don't have, I'm not trying to be like, all right, at one o'clock I got to do this at two o'clock I got to do this. You know, if I have uh, you know, an interview or something like that or, or a meeting with a client or something, then, you know, of course I'll schedule my day around that. But I just, I lift in between time, man, but I'm still, I'm still lifting up for sure.
0: So yeah, I definitely want to know, you know, you, you know, you mentioned the book, I see it. I see the shirt. So, you know, we, when are we, what I want to know, when am I getting my signed copy? When, yeah, yeah, yeah. when can we, when can we expect the book?
1: Uh, it's going to be this year for sure. And uh, I don't want to give a date because okay. uh, I've been setting dates for this book for the last probably year and things have just been happening and happening and happening. And I'm just like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, look, I'm not setting a date anymore, but I will say this. It is almost done. Like okay. it's, it's, it's closed. So let's
0: talk let's let, let's talk about that because I'm at the point where I'm looking at my book right so it's like 115 pages when I broke down the size I have my books over here I have my books over here
1: right.
0: I need a basic sample to go based off of so mm-hmm. I don't know if you read the four agreements no the four agreements the reason why I mentioned the four agreements it's the same exact size Okay. Same, same exact size. So mm-hmm. I needed to figure out, okay, what kind of style of book? Do I want to go like, do I want to go a little bit more in depth, like hard copies? Do I want something like simple, like boom, like quick, quick, like a pocket kind of a style of Fine. a book? So Fine. what I started doing, I know this is probably really weird. I, I never told anyone this, but I legit took every book in my house and like I felt it, like in my hands. Mm-hmm. Imagine it was mine, someone reading it, right? Yeah. Picking it up. Like, how does it feel to you? Right. right. And I'm feeling then I, I picked up the four agreements. I'm like, OK, six by nine. That's the size that I want. Originally, yeah. I was at three hundred and something pages. Then when I oh, went through it and which makes me go back to what you said, you know, you read one chapter and you're like, oh, right. OK, this is this is not it. Right. I was battling something for a month, Shay, about how long should a book be? Mm-hmm. How there's no rules to it. Right. There's right. legit no rules to it. I was putting so much more pressure on myself. No one was expecting all of this from me, by the way. Right. So no, this sure. book. Oh, it gotta be 600.
1: I okay. didn't expect a book from you
0: either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like No one's ex- no one. Yeah. But that's the thing. No one's expecting that. I actually started writing this book back in um, 2018. Like, it's funny because right before I worked for lifetime, I was working for my older brother doing time shears. Right. And on my way to the job, I started writing this book. I was taking like a, MTA or something like that but mm-hmm. it started in my notes to my phone and it evolved oh, yeah. from when I was working at Lifetime right. it went from me being on my phone in the corner by the tennis courts do do that's what I was doing in my breaks that's what I was doing in the break room so I was getting prepared everything prepared me um for this specific moment and to right. definitely cross paths with you is very special especially even talking about a book
1: yeah no. if I
0: knew what I knew now there would be a lot more that I would change. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's just a human thing. And yeah. I think that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. But forgive me if I ramble. Going back to no, the point no, of I'm, your book.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm always rambling. No, nah,
0: so. going back, going back, definitely going back to the point of your book. Uh I was definitely faced with anxiety because I was putting it on myself. Because mm-hmm. like you get in this album mode, right? This creative mode, and yeah. you're so good. <laughs> and the thing is, you're so like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. and no, it's I, hard. How do you yeah. break out of that?
1: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, no, there is a lot of anxiety. And you know, it's so funny. I'm going through a lot of anxiety right now because uh, I don't even know if it's anxiety. I, it is it is, it is, it is a form of anxiety, but it's just like, because right now I'm writing the first chapter of the book. And that sounds crazy because the second book's almost done and now you're writing the first chapter. Well, there's, there's a process that I wanted to go through right? So so now we're at the now we're at the homestand and I'm just like wow like because you think about okay when someone reads your book once they read the first chapter you better you better get them in, right? You got to get them in, All right? So you know what you've talked about in the rest of the book but people are going to read the first chapter and that's going to pretty much tell them you know if they should continue reading or not, right? Um, so that's been giving me a lot of anxiety the past couple days because I've been writing I just started writing the first chapter. Right. And, uh, so that's, that's been crazy. And, but I, I need to, um, I think what I've been doing is just, you know, trying to act like of course it's not, right? It, it's not, it's not it. Um, but I've just been, I've just been writing like crazy. And I kind of went back and it's funny how you mentioned the train, right? You started uh, writing on the train and just writing your thoughts down every time you, you came across it. And I think that's where I've kind of went into with this chapter, right? Because I have, I, I knew that I was having anxiety with that. Like, this is the first chapter, I, you know, I got to make sure this, this, and this. And I was focusing more on that than just writing, right? Uh, like I have the other chapters. Uh, so go, I kind of went back to what you said, where I'm just like, all right, we'll just, go back to the, to the base, like just write your thoughts, you know, just, just write it. Don't worry about it if it makes sense right now. Just go ahead and write whatever you feel and what you wanted to put in this chapter. Right. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. And, uh, and it's, it's a very, it's very interesting how every chapter that you write in the book, and you can tell me if you feel this way as well, every chapter that you write in the book, you feel like you need to process it a little different or, or go about it a, a little bit differently because you're, now you're, you're, we're in a different subject right? It's like you're talking to a different person, right? Um, uh, but life is the subject, right? So the subject's the same, but you're talking to a different person and life is life is different from their perception, right? And so the chapters are kind of like that too. So the chapter, like, I mean, so the book itself is life, but then each chapter is like each individual person. I don't know if I'm making any sense on that. No, you make like, you you need need to, perfect sense. You need to approach it differently, right? Um, so that's been very interesting right writing these chapters because uh, I, w- I would say this is different the way I'm handling this chapter, but honestly, now that I'm thinking about it at this very moment, I've approached each chapter like that in a different manner. It's just this one, it seems, it sticks out more because I'm like, this is the first chapter, it better be, you know, it better be good. But honestly, I approach the same one, the other one's just, just as differently.
0: As far as just like from the emotional standpoint, you know, definitely writing a book, you definitely get emotional. Um mm. Writing this book for me has been an emotional roller coaster because I'm touching on some stuff that I haven't talked about in years.
1: Right. Obviously,
0: there's like some like. So how it's do you your personal you, stuff, right? Right. So for you, how how do you kind of how do you disengage from that? Do you do you take time? It's like okay. Chapter three was heavy, right? Mm. If it's emotional chapter and it's heavy, do, do you just keep on going? Does that help you, or do you just like? I, I kind of need this break right now.
1: Uh, I think it's different for me because like I said, yours is, yours is more so uh, not, not a like an autobiography type of scenario where you're kind of talking about your life and you know, how you've gotten through situations and stuff like that, you know, which is phenomenal where for me it's, it's, it's more, a hybrid, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's more like, like I said, sharing and teaching. And then uh, there's of course, bits of myself in there, a lot of bits of myself in there. I talk about uh, my childhood, I talk about my mom, my dad, and situations like me being in college. I talk about finances and how I used to think about finances versus now. And um, so there's a lot of stories in there for sure. I talk about my family, you know, and stuff like that, my ex, you know, like, it, because all these, all these things are a part of my life, but it's not an autobiography, right? Um, it's just sharing that story as an example um so with that being said i don't think there's a chapter where i just felt like it was too much for me right now uh as far as being too heavy because i did i don't really go into too much to where it's like you know like i'm not going to talk about the entire process of my mom being sick and, and ultimately passing you know i don't talk about that in the book so it doesn't get heavy like that if you if you know what i'm saying you know i might mention some things here and there like oh you know when my mom was sick this was happening but then we get back to what we were talking about right we, we get back on board so uh but i will ramble and say this there is a chapter that i just finished and it's the longest chapter in the book right and it's it's insane and i had no idea that it would be this long but I just I couldn't shut up like I and it's just like I I just couldn't like I love it yeah and I'm just like I just like dude like I I didn't plan it and uh it's it's crazy but I think the biggest part of it is because this is this is how I operate right so that was the chapter you know and I told I you know I told my uh to my buddy I'm just like yeah I think that's why I ended up so long because I had to make sure people understood this right in the most brief way possible, quote unquote, but I have to make sure they understood where I'm coming from and, and if I'm telling you this is how I operate, now you understand, okay, I can, I can feel it now. At least you know enough, right, where you can kind of translate it into yourself. So, um, so I would say that was the heaviest thing, uh, but not emotionally, it was just like, this is heavy because I need to make sure this makes sense.
0: Well, definitely. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you uh, 100%, definitely. I mean, it you know, really depends on you know, how much you wanted to pour in. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure there were points where you're like, "Oh, should I put this?" Then you're like, "Nah." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I did that a couple of times. Right. Like, I ain't getting that. That's a little too right, much. Right here. Right, yeah, right, right. Right. So yeah, it's yeah, like uh, so. kind um, of documentary for that one, man?
0: Right. So for <laughs> like from the, there's the writing perspective, and right. obviously, for you, were a writer, you're a reader, right? reading your book holding your book in, in your hand is obviously going to be a a complete different feeling
1: oh yeah do I you have your, in, do yours. you
0: have intentions to read your own book
1: yeah I mean I'm, I'm gonna have to I I, I have God
0: to. bless you, Shay. I am like I, I am like I can't do it. I can't do it. Like I Yeah can't. No,
1: I have to, man. You have to you have to reread it because you have to you have to know if the message is coming across the way you need it to come across, right? True. Like yeah. I have I have to read, it. especially like, you know, uh like I talk about of course in my book I talk a, a lot about, you know, your mind, you know, you know, the higher side using the higher side of your mind and understanding it and uh, you know, how to build awareness and, and things like that, how to concentrate, you know, right? And uh so if you're discussing things like that, you have to reread it to make sure you didn't overlook anything. Because if you have somebody who's really trying to um, transition, um, they need to know exactly how and they don't know you. So for me, I have to read over and over and over again. Like I'll write, a, I'll write a paragraph or two paragraphs and I'll go back and reread it a couple times. Sometimes I'll even record myself reading it just to hear it back to me. Right. Um, so I've, I've been like kind of nitty gritty with with this book thus far, which is another reason why it's taken even longer. But tell me, uh, what, first, I have two questions. First question is, you mentioned that your book was 300 pages at first, right? Uh, and now it's, what is it, one, I had it too. <laughs> what is it, like one, 115, right? Yeah, 115. Like that. Yeah, so um, what made you go from 300 to 115?
0: What was that process? Yep. Um, it's um, a good question. <laughs> I feel like there were moments where I wanted, I definitely wanted to stay on course. I wanted wanted to also pull back too. I wanted to stay on course and I also wanted to pull back because this is the first of many. That's why it's so short. The other books are going to be so many different other stories. After writing this book and like letting this book just fly out, I'm like, okay, I feel a lot more comfortable with it being eight eight chapters versus it it being 16. There's going to be another part two um, oh, so there, there were
1: 16 chapters. There was initially it was just, 16. was long chapters. Right.
0: So okay. what I also even noticed after the fact, and what this is really cool, because I have my book set up on Amazon. So if I want to now, which I have another file, I could actually unplug that file that I have set up for this book, upload those 16, and it's going to be, it would be a de- deluxe mm. edition. Okay. So it's there, it's waiting, but it's just like, I, I just felt deep down inside, I'm like, okay. If I release this, this is eight chapters. Again, like I looked at four agreements as a, definitely as like more so like a template. Then I also mm-hmm. looked at from the audiobook standpoint. The audiobooks actually a lot longer than the actual book. Then mm-hmm. based on the reviews that I've gotten from the people that purchased the book, you'll be surprised. And the, one of the things that honestly surprised me, writing the book honestly surprised me so much based on the people who actually purchased my book,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Not just you. I have my girl. One of uh, one of my girl's friends that, okay. that I don't even know. That I probably only said one thing to. That I've known for like, maybe like four yeah. or five years. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going? That's it. Bought my book. Loves it. And told four other people about it, and they right. went and got it too. But I only said one word to you in like four right, years. Yeah.
1: Well, no, it's
0: it's those little things, and um, mm-hmm. you know, fine, learning from that standpoint. But the pages felt like it just honestly just. It didn't feel it didn't feel right at the time at the moment okay. um mm-hmm. nah, now, was it?
1: Up. uh sorry to cut you off but so the eight so you said there were 16 chapters so is it is it like a more to the story type of thing or is it or is it something you need to go back and like filter filter in where they go
0: oh it's to be it's to be continued
1: oh to be continued okay. oh it's going okay.
0: right now you yeah, know yeah, life yeah. life has definitely changed since the book because now yeah. With with some, of the, especially with the St. Clair Speak Show for one, right? Yeah. When I when I hit you up and I'm like, Yo, Shay, I want, you, I need you on the show. I need you on the show. This was prior, before we go sponsored, right? Mm. So now I'm on Fiverr. I'm on like I have like these other different uh, outlets as far as just like online courses where I could actually yeah, right. integrate and get some type of passive. So people are actually paying me for this now, right? Oh, they, want brand and I, they want their branding out. They want their brand. But as crazy. And I was just telling my barbershop this like an hour ago. As crazy as an idea sounds, like someone would say, "Oh, I wouldn't pay you for that." But yo, you'll be surprised who would, right?
1: Oh yeah, nah, for sure, man. So nah, you can't listen, to, can't listen to those haters. And man,
0: that's no. not even in shade. That's not again, like, that's not even in those. That's not even in this book. So mm-hmm. that's just how quick life has changed. Yeah, I, I see
1: what you mean. Yeah, nah, you can. Yeah, you can definitely like you know make a series, make a series with it, or just. You know, and that's kind of where I plan to, I plan to do as well, you know, would Be Better Than You, the book, uh, I go, so the, there's, there's 10 chapters and uh, each chapter is different, right? So we talk about health, we talk about, uh, like I said, the mindset, we talk about, you know, thinking, you know, the process of thinking and, you know, self-awareness and stuff like that. Um, and I told, I told one of my buddies, I said, yeah, you know, the, each chapter is for something completely different. I said, but I could write a whole book on one chapter, Right. I was like, I can, I can write a whole book just on gratitude, right? And having gratitude and understanding, um, you know, what that does for you, right? Uh, I can have this whole book on self-reflection, you know? So, I, so it's kind of, uh, I, I see what you're saying as far as, like, not going the full mile, right? And just kind of, okay, well, let's. this is the first one. Let's see how this goes, right? Get your feet wet and kind of understand what your process would be, right? And get a rhythm.
0: It was driving right? me crazy, Shay. It was legit what? driving me crazy.
1: Oh yeah, no, for
0: sure. Was driving me. I was going no, I'm so serious. Like it, and I talked I talked on this like maybe two episodes ago. There was a rust of like another thing was a rust of success. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had that happening. Yeah. I had everything. it was just coming so fast. Yeah. Right? And it's like and it makes me just think about Dave Chappelle for a second. Where it's like he took that break from his from his show and he took that hiatus. Right. right. It made like I had to go ghost. I'm like, yo, I can't talk. Yeah. I can't talk to no one, and you you, right. you text me something. You text me like I think like in a, like a joke man is like, oh damn like you ain't replied to my text. But even like that oh, like say yeah. like I even turn my phone off because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's like there's the St. Clair speak show. There's Hustle Hob and there's Yahavi, right? There's mm-hmm. God, right? Like, right. there's that too. So,
1: lot, right? Exactly. It, it, everything it, it, happens it
0: so fast.
1: Oh, yeah. So nah, fast. And they start to go by even faster, man. That's something I've definitely realized. And it's crazy because it's like, all right, well, Shay, like, you know, you're writing the book and, you know, and you're doing, like, you know, like, I do like the, you know, Instagram and, uh, and I write articles every week and things like that, you know. So, you would think, like, you know, On a surface level, you're like, all you're doing is writing every day. Like, how come you don't have time to do this, this, and this? It's like, man, you don't understand how much energy that takes, you know? Because, uh, yeah, outside of writing, there's also living, right? And there's also things, other things that you have to worry about. Uh, And like you said, even you, you know, being a dad, if you have kids and stuff like that, it's like the day goes by really fast when you already have something that takes a lot of your energy, you know? That's why I mentioned even before with working out, it's like, yeah, my gym's downstairs, uh, but sometimes I don't even hit it. In a day, because I'm just, I'm just writing or I'm, I'm in one of those spaces. Have you ever had a space? Have you ever been in a space when you were writing where it's like you wanted to, you wanted to get the book out, right? Or whatever it was, or you just had trouble with a certain chapter. And you, you, whether you have a writer's block or you just feel like you're not in that space yet to write. uh, Do you ever just like kind of negate yourself doing anything else? until not not even until you get into that space but it's kind of like i don't know i've i'm like this and i'm like i've been like this with animation too where i kind of punishes the bat is a bad word discipline i'll say discipline myself to where it's like i'm not doing shit else until i get to a point where i can get to the where i can start where i can start this again right absolutely right like i'm not so even if i like i so i can i can be writing and i can have a writer's block or i can just be saying i need to write like i haven't written anything today i need to write something but I can't, like, I'm sitting here and I just can't think, I'll just sit here, (laughs) you know, I'll just, I'll just straight up sit here, you know, and I'll I'll watch videos or, you know, whatever to try to help myself, uh, you know, get into a mindset, but I'm not going to do anything. So I, so a whole like two hours can probably go by where I'm just watching videos and I'm just kind of reading stuff and, you know, and, or I'm just sitting here in my own thoughts where you could say, well, that two hours, you could have went to the gym. It's like, no, because if I go to the gym, it's going to, it's going to put me into, it's going to completely take me out of that mindset, Right? So being that this is what's in most important to me, it's like, well, I'm not doing shit else until I get back to this mindset, right? Until I get back to this point, into this space where I can continue moving forward in the direction where I'm trying to go. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before, but uh, I, that's that's been my normal for a long time.
0: It's interesting because it happened, it, it, like again, it's like just everything's just happening so fast where everything goes back to what you said. Everything comes back full circle. Mm-hmm. A Couple months ago, we was in a studio um, A former personal training client of mine, Kirsten, hooked me up with the whole St Clair Speak show set up in studio where I was recording right. the audiobook and doing all that stuff. But there was a time period where i 'm recording i 'm recording the audiobook and a video book at the same time, and i 'm like trying to go i work i want to say word for word yeah. for chapters, but yo to start each chapter over, and I got to sit there in front of lights for like forty minutes
1: Dude.
0: to get this right. And like one of the things that Pete told me, he left me with his gem. He was like, you know what? It's better for you to just, just take five.